0: I'm Gab, he's Jules, blue skies over West London, I like to think because we are finally Uh, reunited, Jules, holidays and travel, but guys, we have a packed show for you, so much going on around Europe, Real Madrid, Barcelona, City's comeback, Liverpool scoring nine goals, Juve in Roma, Mourinho Villalegre, Bayern and Paris Saint-Germain dropping points, but we gotta start. Because it's a bit, this this, this, is transfer time. It is. We got to start with Manchester United. They get their second victory in a row, which is significant. It is good. Uh, Away to Southampton. Um, And then obviously we're going to get into Anthony and Cristiano. But first of all, a word on the game because he kept the same 11 that played against Liverpool. And I thought, okay, against Liverpool at home, you know, this is going to be a counter attacking team. I can see that. Against Southampton. I don't know. The, I don't know. This is a setup that, that this is the way he wants to play. Although it obviously worked.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, they had more of the ball, and we said he had to be. A marginally couple, more of the ball, like was it like fifty-two forty-eight or yeah, something? Yeah, but more of the ball than against. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. When they, so they had like twenty-six percent, thirty percent, and a different plan. Of course, the long balls against Liverpool worked well. This time. They had more of the ball. You could see at times the sort of the, the 10 hag where, like on the goal, for example, which is very, very well worked out collectively, goal and a lovely individual finish by Bruno. There's still a lot of work to be done, I think, in terms of the balance of the team and especially when they lose the ball and they will face much better team than Southampton, who, let's be honest here, are 14th to 15th and didn't really threat that much. Or they've they kind of gone support, cheap and cheerful
0: think. now. They're yeah. looking for bargains. I think, obviously. Trying to replicate I a bit the Brentford model. I just maybe. think
1: it was the perfect game after the Liverpool win to keep to kicking on and and win again. Basically, I think what's
0: dominating the headlines now, though, is the person who could be leaving and the person who could be coming That's in. That's right. Uh, let's start first, Anthony. As we record this, the Anthony deal is not official, not but true. all the insiders say that agreement in principles been reached. We're talking hundred million euros. Um, for Ix's right winger. Is this how you would have spent
1: the money? No, it's not. Certainly I would not have put all that money on him, but I would not have paid 100 million for Darwin or 100 million for Grealish either. So I can understand that at some point, especially if you're a little bit desperate, like United are and it's getting late in the transfer window, that you are ready to and happy to overpay and say, OK, we tried at 60, we tried at 70, we tried at 80, a million, a hundred million will do. Here it is, but I think it's a huge game board, It's a lot of pressure on him. I think he's a really good player, but he's nowhere near the finished article. There's still so much things to work on, and the Premier League is so different to a, the Eredivisie that I think you're taking a big risk. But they must be thinking that it's worth taking the risk. What do you think the front three... I mean, we're assuming you're going to go 4-3-3. Three,
0: three. What is this yeah. front three going to look like? I mean, I presume Anthony's going to be on the right.
1: On the right, he has to be, and you know, he knows... Ten Hag in the way of okay. playing very well. Rastered or
0: Martial through the middle if they yeah, don't get another exactly. striker. Exactly,
1: and then Sancho on the left with Elanga as your... As your spare man. Yeah, your second, your second option that can play right or left a bit anywhere. And I think he's happy to be on the bench, happy to start all of that. But if you've got a good Jalen Sancho, a good Martial up front that we saw in preseason, for example, that I think they've been missing because he'd been injured at the start of the season. And then a good Anthony on the right. This is a very good fluid from three I think you need a lot of movement around Anthony because 1v1 is very good but then after that he needs option to get rid of the ball but if you can get him hitting the ground running straight away that he can be physically good for the Premier League I think Anthony can be he can be a really good signing Cristiano did not start this game obviously he's been linked
0: all summer we all know the background to it um I was in uh, I was in Istanbul on Thursday, as you know. Yeah. I was in the lift with uh, uh, the, the, the sporting Lisbon uh, sporting director Hugo Viana, and I just I just kind of asked him like, "Oh yeah, so you getting ready so, to leave?" And he's like, "No, he's not coming." Now it's not a scoop; it's kind of a throwaway, jokey comment. But of course, that's been what they've been saying all along. Yeah. So assuming, sport, put the Sporting Lisbon on one side, the buzz now is Napoli. This seems to be a deal that's been entirely created by George Mendes, uh, The deal, as, it, as it's been reported in Italy, seems to me, like on paper, potentially a good deal for Napoli. 130, mil, but it involves Victor Osimhen signing for Manchester United. Yeah. The idea is Manchester United pay, pay 130 million euros for Victor Osimhen, yeah. taking their summer spending to several billion. Um, Napoli get Cristiano Ronaldo, but Manchester United spend eighty five pay 85% of Cristiano's wages, so Cristiano goes there on loan. Then I would be alone. Yeah. He's got only got a year plus an option. Yeah. So whichever way you, whichever way you swing it, this seems like a deal that's made in Mendes. Um, yeah, massive. I, on those terms, it doesn't really make sense for United, does it?
1: I don't think so. Although Men and we are big fans, I would work with yeah. at United with Ten Hag in the Premier League. That would work, but still paying eighty-five percent of Cristiano's twenty-five million net a year wages. <laughs> Do you think that's a deal? realistically that can happen. Or is it one is too late because there's only a few days to go until Thursday. Uh, and it's too complicated and and United surely could say this is not this is not a good deal for us kind of thing. Or even Napoli, I don't know. Um I I, I think there's a great question. So this is this is
0: I, I don't think it's necessarily complicated in terms of making the figures work. Because the most difficult part the most difficult figures mm-hmm are going to be the figures pertaining to Cristiano Ronaldo's salary, right? Yeah. Because Napoli can say, well, we only want to pay 15% of the salary, let's say, right? I, I think probably will be a little bit more. But 15% of Ronaldo's salary is still a big number, by mm. the way. Um, and then if United don't want to pay 85%, that's when Cristiano takes a step back and says, all right, fine. You know, I'll cut this much, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't matter yeah, yeah, yeah. to Napoli whether United pays it or whether Cristiano takes a pay cut, right? So that part is pretty easy. Napoli are in the Champions League. I, I think that part's straightforward. Um, so the question is, anyway, it's no coincidence, that part straightforward because Cristiano's agent, George Mendes, is yeah, putting yeah, this yeah. together, right? So then there's two separate questions. Is this a good deal for Napoli? I think $130 million, I think, is a fair price for Victor Oseman. Yeah, I agree. So if you look at it purely from a numbers perspective, you say, yeah, this this makes sense. They might not give me 130, you know, he had injuries last season, he had the mask, whatever, yeah. but I might not, you know, I might not get this again, right? On the other hand, Cristiano Ronaldo for Victor Ossiman just simply blows up your team. Yeah. And I want to get into who's better, who's worse, blah, 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 they both score goals, but they're completely different players. Yeah. And they had something good going with, like, you know, Lozano was productive, Kvara, yeah. you know, Politano showed up, they've, got, they've added Aspadori. Yeah. It does say, all right, how is Spalletti going to go and make this work? So they have to think about that, too. They have to think about that because they're in the Champions League, because they want to be back in the Champions League next season. Um, Is Cristiano going to necessarily help them do that? Um, People are going to bring up, oh, the return, the image, blah, blah, blah. As we've said before many, many times. Yeah. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo knows his value George Mendes knows Cristiano Ronaldo's value so it's not like when you sign Cristiano all of a sudden you get all this extra money you do get a ton more attention and you can monetize that and it's also nice because either United or Cristiano's pay cut will make up for that salary Yeah. so financially I think it might well, may well make sense for Napoli in terms of the playing style on the pitch I think it makes very little sense and you've got to yeah. put a lot of faith in, in Spalletti yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. And if I was Paletti, I'm not sure I would be ready right now. to. I mean, I don't know how much he can say yes or no anyway. And the Laurentiis might say, like, I don't care what you say, I'm doing yes. the <laughs> Fair enough. But if you're Paletti, you need to almost start from scratch again. Then if Cristiano arrives and you think, OK, maybe we have to play two up front. So him and Raspadori, what you do with the winger, suddenly it's all a completely different system, different style, different everything. Yeah, him and Raspadori, by the way, not necessarily natural exactly. fit we've seen in the
0: past. Cristiano, when he's played in the front too, it's been with somebody who's sort of a bigger, stronger, yeah. uh, mobile type of centre forward. From United's perspective, again, I think this is where it makes sense, sporting-wise. I think Osimen is a phenomenal striker. Yeah, I think he would settle in quite well in the Premier League. Completely. He seems ideally suited, in many ways, to Ten Hag's game. Completely. Um well, it doesn't make sense, perhaps, is, is... And, of course, you move Cristiano out, which we heard from um, Duncan Castles, who <laughs> yeah. is very close to the Mendes camp, and he laid out all the reasons why Cristiano wants to leave or may want to leave Manchester you know, United. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so you move him out, and you're 10 Hag, you've got more freedom. The problem is the numbers. The Me numbers. This gets really, really expensive. expensive.
1: But and I And we go back to the usual... Transfer strategy and recruitment policy, and why have you not targeted a number nine earlier in the earlier in the summer? When uh, like a Man. Well, they Maybe.
0: did. They targeted Mark Arnautovic. Remember? Yeah, exactly.
1: But if you got if you had gone for Ozilman on the first of July, for example, and and you know do do things properly as a big club and put the money on the table, Ozilman might be your player now because it's not new that you need a number nine, like a really 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 good one, especially when. Darwin has gone to Liverpool and Haaland has gone to City and Lewandowski has moved to Bayern, you know, and you'll be left behind with still Martial, who I love, and he's my boy, and Marcus Rashford, who I'm not even sure is a number nine anyway. And now we're in this position where you're trying to scrap this deal or you've been offered this deal where, yeah, maybe you would take it, but it would cost you like an arm and a leg and a whole body.
0: Yeah. <laughs> just- and, you know, it's funny because you go back, we have the sense of United as as being this... You know, club that can pretty much print in money and they're always profitable mm. and so on. And this would take the spending. I mean, if it is Anthony and O'Siman, you're adding you're adding another quarter of a billion, right? Yeah. To what you've already spent this summer. Uh, more than that, depending how much of Cristiano's salary you have to take on. Uh, Now, Richard Arnold, remember when he had his meeting in the pub with the fans? You know, he said, well, the money's always been there. They've always spent money, blah, blah, blah. They brought up a silly billion pound number. But he says, but the money might not always be there. Mm. And so I think that changes the dynamic a little bit because he's the one who has to sign off on this. And if, God forbid, they do this, and they don't qualify for the Champions League again, for example. You have the sponsorship deal, which which gets reduced. Yeah. You have all sorts of, of things coming together, which I'm not sure that leaves them in a very good pace. It's also putting Last a time. lot of it's putting a lot of trust in Ten Hag, which you know you want to see happen, but you, you want these decisions to be shared out. That's why you have a high-profile director of football, yeah. who makes these decisions. And that's why for me, one of the questions that I would ask, I hope Richard Arnold is asking is if we wanted Oseman, if we wanted a center forward, like you said, completely. why did we wait all summer long to do this? Why yeah. did we ponce around with this silly, oh, fluid front three or whatever? Like, you know, I we completely. were always going to try to shift Cristiano. That was obvious, right? Yeah. Yeah. So were we going to pretend that
1: Cristiano was going to be our center forward? Yeah. No. No, oh, completely. Yeah. I agree with you completely. And I think that if you end up the transfer window with the summer with Malasia, Lisandro. Ericsson and Anthony, is that a good and transfer? Casimiro. And Casemiro. And Oseman. And Casemiro. Okay, I forgot Casemiro. Okay, Casemiro, <laughs> I think, makes your team much, much, much better. There's no doubt. It makes your summer much better in terms of transfer recruitment, although again, there's still no strategy, but still, but is that enough or could you have easily added maybe a right back and a centre forward or another midfielder, I don't know, something like that? I, I don't know. Well, well
0: it's always it's always about resource allocation, right? Yeah. Could you have spent this money better? And I don't think again you can't shake this idea: the fact that all these guys, obviously, Casemiro is not there yet, are either players that he has worked with before, or he has played against, yeah. or who played for Ajax, Completely. or he we watched in TV with yeah. uh, TV with Casemiro. This is the the part that leaves you wondering, you know for me no, I, I don't want to criticize Merton Fletcher because like, it, it's difficult because they have to no, I can okay, but what I'm saying is their job isn't easy right they no, have I to know, but. they have to as they love to say in this country back turn hog right but at the same time make decisions for the long-term well-being of Manchester United because otherwise you know they're they're, they're they're just rubber stamping every move it's a difficult balance when you don't have a lot of experience when you haven't done this before you have a new I chief guess. executive as well um, I it's interesting, we'll monitor this. Yeah. On Cristiano, obviously, Naples has a long history of loving its superstars, going back yes, to Diego of Maradona. Um, he's not going to have an issue there in terms of the relationship with the fans or anything, is he? I mean, nah. that whole,
1: Can you just imagine the reception? Because he would get an amazing reception, of course, he will at the airport when he lands, if he lands. It's going to be crazy. And he would love that. And I think this is also what he wants. This is what he wants. You know, he wants people to show that love and that gratitude and that excitement and all of this, which I can understand completely. But And I would love to see it in a way. I would love to see him. I would love to see him in, in Serie I would love to see him at Napoli with the fans, that stadium full, ready for Cristiano, anything you want. Just not sure it makes a lot of sense. All right.
0: On to Anthony, um, a friend of mine who's very mean joked on social media that, oh, look, United just signed Ajax's third best oh. forward, which is a bit mean, but yeah. probably not even unreal in terms of the pro- production last season. Are you paying for what Anthony can deliver in the future more than what he's delivered just now? Yeah, you're overpaying. That we, we've agreed on that. But I because think, yeah. you think you he can pay. get better, not because yeah. what he's shown so far... Does not justify this. It's no, more like what not. you see and you think you can. He has an upside.
1: Yeah, completely. And he's 22. He will only be 23 in February at the end of February. So he's young again. There's plenty of room for improvement in everything he can do. Skillfully, he's he's incredible. There's no doubt. And again, he knows Ten Hag so well. And and for for Ten Hag, it makes sense to have him there because he can close his eyes and will know exactly where to be the position and. You know, the rest of the, the team around him is uh, not on that level kind of thing. But but apart f- apart from that, I've, I've always watched him and said like, okay, this is great, but the end product was not always there. No. And I think that in the Premier League for Clubex United, I think Ajax is fine, but in the Premier League with Manchester United, he will have to have more composure than what we've seen so far. But yeah, I think he can do it. I think he's a great signing. We don't want to diss him here it, for United fans to go like, oh, you're so negative about him. I think he's a, he's a really good potential signing, but I'm not sure how long he will take him to them. Is there a parallel with when they signed Memphis?
0: There is a bit. I was thinking Dutch coach, talented yeah, yeah. guy. And I mean, for me personally, yeah,
1: young but not ready. He, Memphis was not ready when he moved to United. And I thought Memphis perhaps more talented than Anthony when he moved. Maybe, but different profile in the Different profile of, the bling player. Bling of Memphis. And I think Anthony is a different personality too. So it could work, but he will have to click at some point. He could click very quickly, or it could take a bit of time to click. And again, I think fullbacks in the Premier League or defenders in general, very different than in the area division. So obviously. Tenhan's replacement, the Ajax manager sure
0: is not happy at all mm-hmm. about this, about the way this came about with Antony sitting out, essentially threatening to go on strike to make this yeah. happen. We can all be cynics about this and say, well, that's what you need to do to force through the, the move. Ultimately, Ajax got their, got their price, they, they, they pulled the trigger. Um, I don't have an issue with this, right? It's suboptimal. It's not great that you go on strike to leave it out. You do have a contract. Yeah. Equally, though, if the club don't want to sell you at that price, they don't need to. And come September 1st, you're going to be back in the yeah. team because you're not going to sit out the rest of the season, right?
1: No. However, I think that Alfred Schroeder, and he can say anything you want. It's all about the money or everything is about money. It's always about money. Yeah. I can't remember exactly the words. Edwin van der Sar, Ajax, must have been really naive if they thought that United would not come back for Anthony and would not make an offer that Anthony could not refuse and would push for that move to happen because... Because the money is much better than what you earn at Ajax, that he would ever earn there. That the league is much better, that the club is much bigger, that you know, well, and uh, that is his old manager as well. You know, all of that. So, if you Ajax, you really thought that United were just going to say, Okay. See you later. We're going to sign Marcotti and Lawrence instead. I mean, come on! Surely you, he, they knew he was. Going, they were going to come back with better offers. They and did, and, look, and they right did. So, and they're smart. And Van der Sar
0: got what he wanted. I think. But exactly. I think,
1: yeah. But you know what?
0: If Ajax says Ajax don't play well this season, if, if, the, if the attack screws up and whatever, it's going to be sure he loses his job, not Van der Sar. I think that's the reality. Yeah, you know, right? fair enough, different profile. Van der Sar is this is this is a fair price for the player. Fine. All right, let's do this. Right. George is the guy, all right, I prepared all season with Anthony. No, now he's true, gone. But. Uh, you mentioned United, bigger club than Ajax. I can't resist. I'm sorry. I don't know why people come out and do this. It's almost like they want troll bait. Paul Scholes commenting on Anthony wanting to leave, he referred to well, he wants to join a proper football club. Oh, God. <laughs> this is so many levels of wrong. Uh, but I, I don't, uh, apart from the disrespect to, 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 to Ajax and, you know, IX is actually run by members, not by glazers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't understand what kind of bubble do some of these people live <laughs> in if they think it's acceptable to
1: to speak like this. I don't know. I mean, I, I didn't want, when I said the bigger club United are a bigger club. worldwide. of course, yes, yes, you yes, make more money, yeah. But you can't say that Ajax are no proper club. I mean, this is so disrespectful. I I, I, so I just think sometimes the, this speaks without thinking.
0: Maybe um, I that's the only that's the only pass I can I I can, I can give them frankly at, at this
1: stage. But just to finish on United, I just wanted to say something. And again, I'm completely biased, but the and Lissandro Martinez partnership did really well against Liverpool in a game that. I think they they, they they sat so deep that it was easier to defend maybe than in other games. They did very well against Southampton, albeit it's only Che Adams, Armstrong and whatever the names that they have, you know, Sekumara and all. I, like that. I was gonna say, like in terms of the attack, like you know, people are like Lee
0: played well, hats off. You know, I, I think there could be issues with this height. I don't think height is be all
1: and end all. Not me neither.
0: But equally, for people to say, "Oh, look at this," I'm like, I think it's freaking Shea Adams. I know, on, I know, I Come know, on, I know, I
1: know. But still, still, like, and again, I'm biased, but my my Rafa varan, the leadership, everything. My point, just just quickly, why did Ten Ten Hag didn't have the the cojones to drop Maguire before the start of the season? Why did Maguire even start the season? Why? Was he's the captain? But we knew that was going to happen. There would be a disaster class at some point and Varane was sat on the bench where clearly the Lisandro Martinez-Varane partnership is so much better than the maguire Lisandro, or even the Maguire-Varane partnership. So you, you wasted two games almost with mistakes all around your defence because Maguire was there instead of just saying, hey, I'm the new coach here. This is my rules. I'm sorry, but you were club captain, but I don't think you're good enough. Here you go on the bench. Instead of waiting for him to make a bunch of errors to say like, okay, I'm uh, dropping you now. Because Maguire is not going to come back in the team unless there's an injury of either Lissandro or Varane, which, which might happen. Pr- yeah. with, with, given I mean, Varane's record, I'll say this in defense first. of Tenant, you have to keep Maguire on board, right? You know, let, let me
0: give Maguire a shot. He's a captain. Let me, give, let, let me see where I am with Maguire. Maguire plays badly. Maguire understands. I played really badly. This guy replacing me is a World Cup winner. He is, I'm assuming when Maguire looks in the mirror and looks at Varane, he says, Varane is better than I am at yeah, I pretty much so. everything except maybe I have a larger head. <laughs> um, but he's still going to be involved because after that, it's it's him and Lindelof, right? And Phil Jones. Yeah. Uh, so realistically, you know, if you're Ten Hag, you want to keep Maguire. You want to be fair to Maguire. Give him a shot. I guess. And then there's going to be some type of rotation among centre-backs. There has to be, given given the way this season's going to yeah, be. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, another final word on United, the, the goalkeeping situation. Oh, yeah, um, sorry. Okay, so obviously we've had Dean Henderson leaving, unhappy, although, of course, he could be coming back. There's um, this bizarre Kevin Trapp story yeah. <laughs> where they're so adamant they want Trapp and stuff.
1: And now they're the going American for effort. Dubravka. What? Yeah. What are they thinking? What's the thinking here? I, I can understand why you want a really good number two. Right. And I, and I get that. And, and you think that the
0: here. way to do that is to go to a, cha- to, to a Champions League team that won the Europa League last year in late August, and you say, hey, look, we're going to come. You're not a proper club, uh, Eintracht Frankfurt. Let us go and get your keeper away,
1: and it's going to be really easy because we're going to offer yeah. you so much money. Yeah. You know, all you little indigent peasants right. can't say no. Yeah, and you said to Kevin Trapp, hey, we really like your girlfriend. She's really good looking. And we like you as a goalkeeper. Come and be on the bench for the whole season. Behind David De Gea. Yeah, when you can play Champions League week in and week out. And I, hopefully for you, go to the World <sighs> Cup with Germany. I, I mean, it's, I, I, I I mean the rough card makes a bit more sense because the guy is not playing at Newcastle. Yeah, if you're going to sit behind Pope or sit behind De Gea, De Gea fine. There That's you fine. You can get a pair rise with the move. which But, but again, see.
0: this, this, this trap thing really annoys me. me because too. if you want to do that... Do it earlier in the summer. You know what Dean Henderson is, yeah. right? You know he's not gonna be happy to number two. You know he was gonna move on. You want somebody who's better with his feet? Fine, go for Trap early in the summer so that Eintracht can spin it as like, "Oh, guys, I won the Europa League with you. Now I'm gonna have my big challenge of whatever to give them time to get a replacement." You know this is how you this is how you do deals, yeah. not just
1: rock up in late August and be like, "Oh yeah, here Eintracht," yeah. you know. And even for Trap, I'm not sure. I'm not sure it's a very respectful offer saying, hey, come and be on our bench if you won the whole season. You know, that's <laughs> uh, just not how it works. Come join our proper club. Yeah, exactly.
0: All right, enough United. How about some quick hits instead? Go, God. Real Madrid will leave it late against Espanol, but it's you-know-who scoring two late goals
1: in a 3-1 win. Jules, he's not slowing down. Karim! A dream even in a game like that where I didn't think he was at his best completely. I mean there was one goal disallowed. He came good at the end because this is a game that should have been a draw. Again, I don't think Real Madrid, should have been a draw. Yeah, I don't think Real Madrid defended well. The the, the way Jose Luz scored that goal, I thought they looked a bit vulnerable defensively, and I'm not sure they. I don't think they created enough with the ball. Vinigol, the Vinigol, the Vinicius goal, goal, sorry, is really good, and Traumini, I like his involvement in the goal and what he did with the ball, but. Yeah, Karim at the end, the two right. goals, the the one on the Rodrigo cross is really clever, and then the free kick is is lovely. So two more goals. I yeah, I I, I like what Kamavinga did
0: when, when he came on. I yeah. thought he kind of really broke the game as, as we like to say in Italy. Uh well done, Benzema. Our um our our Norwegian colleague uh, Jonas suggesting that maybe you know, you, you call Kareem the dream, yeah. channeling 1980s NBA nicknames. Yes, of course, yeah. So he suggested okay. the mailman, because he always delivers. Nice. Calm Even alone. on a Sunday.
1: Yeah, come alone uh, reference there. Juventus and Roma battle to a one one draw on Saturday night. Gab, who should be the happiest? Happier. I think,
0: um, and I like to look at performance, not results. It's Max Allegri, because in the first half... Juve actually created a whole bunch of changes. Yeah. He started Miretti. Finally, the right thing yeah, to do. Yeah, mean for three worked well. Miretti is really, really good. I never thought, 19 years old, 19 years old. Yeah. You don't see this at you. You see this at Ajax. You don't see this at Juve. Um, hopefully he sticks with him. Uh, Vlaovic got a great goal. Mourinho changed it around at halftime. He said in the first half he was embarrassed by his players' performance. Um, and then they snatched the equalizer. Again, I think at this stage of the season, you look at performance, Juventus has shown Hey guys, we can do this. Even without Pogba, even without Di Maria, mm. we can play better. Uh for Roma, they still need to, I think, find their balance a little bit, especially going forward. Sticking with these two clubs, Jules, the rooster, Andrea Belotti, has yeah. joined Roma on a free transfer. And Leandro Paredes could soon be joining Juve. Which do you like better?
1: I like them both a lot. I have to say I like I like the Belotti one because he would be the number, you know, the second option up front, you would think as a as a replacement for Tami Abraham or sometimes they can play the two up front and maybe you have a number 10 in behind, whether that's Dybala or Zaniolo or whoever you want, Uh, but in the case, you have another option on your bench, which I think is good, even if he's maybe not the Belotti of that incredible season that he had with, with Torino at the time, but still, I think he's good. For Paredes, we said that midfield three worked well, Miretti, Locatelli and Rabiot, Paredes gives you, again, an extra option. You can sit in front of that defense. I, I've always liked Paredes. I know a PSG had more lows than highs. But I, li- I like him. I like the leadership. I like how tough he is. And he's a good passer of the ball. And he knows hey, Serie
0: He does. It just kind of smacks a little bit of how, like, when you get fixated on things. Like, we yeah, need Archer.
1: True. We need Archer before no, that. No, we need Pjanic. We need Pjanic. We need, need Zakaria. I mean, come on, man. Then we're no, no, people. I know, now? But at 15 million, it's not a big, no, no. it's not a big uh, buyer. Uh, you know, Fair it, could, enough. it could be good. Liverpool bounced back in the best possible way, Gab, from that defeat to Manchester United a week ago. 9-0 against Bournemouth.
0: Oh, yeah, you know the last time Liverpool won uh, 9-0? You probably know this. Do you know who they played? Um, Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace. You know who opened and closed the scoring for Liverpool? Stevie Nicol. No How about hey. that? Wow! Oh, yes. Wow. Um, Look, I think this was encouraging because all the people who played badly yeah. played well against United, played well here, you know, or scored. You know, Van Dijk, Alexander-Arnold. Uh, Luis Diaz. Firmino, Luis Diaz. Uh, and obviously, it's a weird statistical quirk. That, and I feel sorry for anybody who has them in their fantasy team mm-hmm. but, that <laughs> Mohamed Salah didn't get an assist or a goal. But, right. uh, yeah, this is exactly what you wanted for. Yeah, let's go and say it's only Bournemouth, but still, you got to score the goals. Yeah. Paris Saint-Germain draw points for the first time this season at home to Monaco. Neymar gets a late equalizer, yeah. but Jules. Some might suggest he shouldn't even have been on the pitch. Very nervous start. Why? Well, I why I don't know. Like, why does he it think
1: it's a good idea to go around and start body checking people and running know. into people? They got yellow cards after five minutes. I'm like, five minutes, man. Come on, five minutes. Yeah, really, really nervous. I don't, I don't know why. I think the whole team was a little bit. And Monaco started so. well, played so well for the first thirty-five minutes, opened the scoring and deservedly so. And then we're so aggressive in midfield. And Kamara was great and. All of that PSG took a really long time to get into the game, uh, and I'm not even sure they deserved the draw. But in the end, in the end, they got a point. Neymar to the pen, Kylian Mbappe sort of like happily lend him the ball for the pen, so they didn't lose. I think that's the most important. And incident. they still hit the woodwork a bunch yeah, of times, too. like many times. Mm-hmm. Bayern also had a home gap against Borussia Gladbach, who grabbed the point in Munich. Reason to be concerned, or just Jan Sommer was. It was just, just Jan Sommer. You. It was it was just it was just
0: Incredible. Jan Sommer, and then Diogo Upamecano making that mistake, yeah, which allowed Marcus to run through. Honestly, they, they, their expected goals was like 19 in this. He took a million <laughs> shots on goal. Jan Sommer stood on his head. Well okay. done, Jan Sommer. Yeah. But no reason to panic. And by the way, I like the Matthias Delik channeling his inner Daniel van Buyten and playing, uh, playing up front. I want to see that again. Manchester City again go two goals down before wow. storming back to beat Palace 4-2 as Erling Haaland grabs a hat-trick. Jules, you want to nitpick about City
1: conceding five goals in the last two games or simply celebrate Erling Haaland? I just want to celebrate Haaland because defensively, if you give the number seven to Joe Concello, this is what happens. You concede goals. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I just don't like the number seven on him. But Haaland is just blowing my mind every time I watch him. And I watch—I just don't mean the goals. I watch everything when he doesn't touch the ball, but when he makes his runs, the movements, how heavy he's waiting on the opposition's defence, everything. But when I see him scoring that third goal and the way he controlled the ball, the running, the finishing, I'm just in absolutely love. Erling, I love you. I've loved you before. I will always love you. But right now, I love you a lot more than ah. yesterday, but less than tomorrow, I'm sure.
0: I, I'll take the goals they gave up. Look, against Newcastle, Newcastle played really, really, really well. well. Against Palace, meh. Palace's ex executed in the game were 0.09. The yeah, two exactly. goals, one of them is the double ricochet weird yeah. own goal off stones. The other one, they, lose, they lost Anderson yeah, the on, the, on, on the set piece. I'm okay with that.
1: Yeah. Speaking of City, yeah, Pep Guardiola says that he's made it clear that Bernardo Silva is staying. About time, right? That they make
0: that cool. Yeah, I'm not sure why I didn't make this clear before. I don't why, like the weird language? I don't know. Doesn't matter. But hey, Bernardo Silva staying. Good news Great for news. Uh, City, and maybe good news for uh, Barcelona's accountants uh, as well. Yeah. Barcelona, they were to a 4-0 win over Valladolid as Jules Koundé makes his debut at right back. Yeah, at right
1: back. Jules, they led up to the hype. They were pretty sensational on this they game, were huh? Very good. Very, very good from Lewandowski to Dembele, Rafinha. Dembele and Lewandowski, by the way, the only two who've started every single La Liga game so far, so not part of that rotation with Ferran Torres, with Rafinha, with Antufa. you know, all those players. That they had, I like that Dembele had a standing ovation from from the camp. No, he deserved it because he was, I thought, really, really amazing with the two assists that he gave. And this is taking shape. It's nice to see the midfield like that. Pedri's goal was was something pretty cool too. So it's good. I'm waiting to see against tougher opposition than Valladolid. Of course, no offense to Ronaldo or you know all of that. He wasn't playing. He wasn't playing, <laughs> but. Yeah, it's very encouraging, for sure. Speaking of Koundé, Gab, he took personal guarantees from Barcelona directors to be able to register him in accordance with La Liga spending rules. Otherwise, he would have missed that game again. Is this a concern that they had to go down that route to register him?
0: Well, yeah, especially because, you know, if they don't fulfill the equipment, they, 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 they become personally liable. So basically yeah. what they're saying is, oh, look, we're on the verge of selling somebody or renegotiating a salary. We will be able to meet the the cap requirements and if we don't we'll hear some money from me by the way it's probably not John Laporte John Laporte no. is not a wealthy man it's probably one of the other directors who put up most of this money um, I think to me it is a concern because if you're negotiating something now whoever you're negotiating with says oh look I can get better terms because I know that you're going to be on the hook for the money. So yeah. you have to do this deal with me. I think they will get the deal done, whether it's renegotiation or, or maybe shifting Alba, uh, possibly Depay, Dieng. Yeah. You know, there are people they're going to do. But remember too, there's still talk that they're right back. short. Sure, not a big, not a, he's not he's not a member of the Sergio Dest no, fan club, not. from what we can tell. No, definitely. Arsenal remain perfect in the Premier League after a two-one victory over Fulham. Jules, your thoughts and. Some felt they
1: celebrated a little too much at the final whistle. Stone game, started on over-celebrating. I don't understand it. You win a game at the last minute. You knew it was going to be a tough game. You haven't played well and you still win. You go, f- you celebrate. What's wrong with celebrating? It's-, it's at home with your crowd in a great atmosphere. You who celebrate. was it? Who criticized them for celebrating? Uh, was it a guy who used to work on British television and got sucked or something like that? Yeah,
0: I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: with heavy hands? <laughs> yes, that's him.
0: <laughs> hey, I, I, th- I thought... They showed character. They exactly. showed resilience. Um, they they weren't necessarily great, but they were tough. A year ago, again, they lose this game. Definitely.
1: Tottenham are two points back after the two need win away to Nottingham Forest. Gap. This game ended up being tight, maybe tighter than we thought. It felt like a tight game, um, but then you look at it,
0: and Forest took a ton of shots. Yeah, but only one most, was target was. Yeah, yeah, yeah most no of them excuse. not. You know, except for the the the, the Yates header. Yeah. Not, so much threatening. Spurs could have won three 0 if um, Harry Kane had scored Scores his penalty, point. which would have been which would have made it a hat trick. Son didn't play well again. Um, again. Yeah. So if you can, you know, limit the opposition chances, you know, nearly score three goals, should have had three goals despite your two best players, Son and Kane, not having a great game. Mm. You're you're, you're,
1: sitting pretty. Exactly. Senior
0: Spurs, Richarlison was wiped out by Brennan Johnson after some showboating, juggling. Jules, we've had this before with Neymar. Before that, years ago, we used to have it with Keron, Fouquinha. Nani as well.
1: What's your take on the player's code? Just don't do it. I mean, one, I'll say that to Richarlison. His showboating was rubbish. It was <laughs> ugly. It looked like he could not even do keepy hippies <laughs> It was that bad. At least if you do it, do something a bit fancy that we've never seen before. Like Neymar like did. Like, or like even, you know, Cristiano in the old days. Don't give me those crappy keepy hippies that you don't even look comfortable doing. <laughs> I just, I, yeah, it's August. He's doing it that now when they've just won away. I thought, like, oh, it's just, it's not for me. I'm sorry. I got to say that happens though. I I agree with you. You shouldn't be doing it. Would you do the same as Brandon Johnson? Because I would. Yeah. And
0: if I was a referee, I'd send him off. <laughs> I, no, honestly, I I, I would send them on. I would, I would send on. You, you can't do that. There's I other know, ways to, to respond.
1: Gallagher gets sent off inside half an hour, but Chelsea still get a two-one win over Leicester. Aston for bridges. Raheem Sterling scores twice. Gab Tuchel said it was lucky. Tuchel's correct. It was He's
0: lucky. Right. It was not a good performance. Like you can spin it both ways. Oh well, you know they weren't great when it was eleven the eleven, right? Yeah. Kai Havertz. Right now, it's not working out for him. Mason Mount, I thought a poor game, substituted at at halftime. Understandably, you're a man down. Take the points, move on. At some point, ask yourself, why are you in this situation? Um, Tuchel has to be the guy working the way out of it. You're not Mm, going to solve the transfers. Um, And still with Tuchel, he's
1: getting help at the back. The Wesley Fofana deal looks all but done. Yeah, Gav, it's true. We said that it would happen. Uh, I was always told that there was a lot of confidence certainly in Fofana's camp. I saw him after the Arsenal game. And you could tell he was, just, he was just not happy at Leicester. He really wanted to go. I think Leicester did their best to get as much money. And again, we talk about the 100, 100 million mark, which is what this deal could, could, could be up to if all the bonuses have, have, have been triggered. It's a lot of money for Fofana, who's never played Champions League football, for example, who is still so young, never played international football either. I think he's an outstanding defender. I think he will improve, he will improve the defence. I think you can have him potentially for 10 years but i can understand that it's a lot of money and it's really late in the transfer window too but yeah the deal will happen and i'm happy for wesley because he really want that move he wants to I work mean, with two whole and i guess
0: it means that a back three is the base formation now for yeah sausage. for sure
1: milan beat bologna 2-0, and he's the prince charles de cataler who shines and this guy looks so smooth he's big he's blonde he's handsome
0: he spreads the ball around he Love sets it. up rafael leal mm-hmm. for the opener uh, he can play just about any position, but they're using him as a 10. Uh, like He costs a lot of money. So far, it looks like it's been worth it. And yeah. I think Milan are in a situation right now where they've got so many options. They can be use so many different ways. They maintain the same intensity as before. Your boy Olivier Giroud getting in the score yeah, Lovely goal as well. As well. It's all good. They're top of the table, and it's the derby coming up next week, and Lukaku's injured for Inter. Anthony Modest gets the winner for Borussia Dortmund away to Hertha Jules despite the chaos. They're one point off the top. We should be saying, right right yep. up near, we just want to get this out of the way, because our producer, Freddie Arrington, big Union Berlin yes, fan, he's so proud. Right. He showed me his so, new yeah. book about Union Berlin called Scheiße, which yeah. means dreck, uh, in, basically in German. Anyway... Um, they're
1: right up there, right? They're right up there, it's Okay, yeah. And you're right. And, they, and despite the chaos, with, with a lot of room for improvement, progression, possible, I guess, they would get better. And Modest was better. This was his best game since he joined the club. He had another two or three good chances. He could have scored more. They played a bit better with the ball, I thought. Defensively, they're still, some, they're still fragile. And Koppel had to be really good in goal again, I thought. And Etar are not a very good team. But a bit like what we said for Chelsea, you take the points. I think this is the right step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction, sorry, for them. So you take that. But with the players they have, and I know they are unbalanced in that squad, especially in midfield. She still do better. You, than you
0: mentioned the midfield. The guy Oskan, I think it yeah, is, who, get the who, who, who set yeah, up the from, the goal and stuff. From. I think he just came from Cologne. Yeah, um, I think he's going to help with the balance. And Definitely. if it means sacrificing somebody in midfield, you do have it. to.
1: Yeah, He finishes nil-nil between Fiorentina and Napoli. But Gab, we saw a very angry Luciano Spalletti getting into it with a fan after the game. I thought this was a, this is actually this was a really good game actually, mm-hmm.
0: um, uh, but. And Napoli, of course, dropping points after, you know, they scored a ton of goals in the first yeah. two games, now slowing down a little. Fiorentina, a good side, although Jovic still needs to settle. That said, I was struck by this at the end. There was some some idiot, you know, behind the bench uh, who was just shouting at Spalletti the entire game. And Spalletti went and got into his face after the final whistle. It was unclear what was going on. He later had a bottle thrown at him. What Now, Florence is an unusual place. And I want to point out, yeah. <laughs> these aren't ultras. The, this man... You know, he looked who was shouting at him and got into his face. And at one point, looked like he was going to hit Spalletti. He's some dude in his 40s. And Spalletti said, like, oh, he was insulting my mom, who's 90 years old, and she doesn't deserve it, blah, blah, blah. This idea that you can pay your ticket, you can pay your ticket, and you can do whatever you want, yeah. it has consequences to some degree. And I think you got to face up to it. Definitely. This guy's face, I don't know who he is, is because the clip's gone viral, right? Yeah, it's so all that. over the news. I'm sure that this guy has, maybe he is a mom himself, Uh, maybe he's got kids, maybe he has an employer, you know, people say, oh, let's not have summary justice. There is no reason why you should be behaving like that during a game at 40 years of age, targeting one individual the whole time. This is not an ultras thing. It's not okay, for sure. Let's name and shame. I got no problem with that. Yeah. Huge win for Marseille away to Nice in the derby. Jules, you want
1: to praise Alexis Sanchez or worry about Lucien Favre? Both. i have said again. I'm not sold at all on Lucien Favre coming back to Nice. He's, they've been dreadful so far. I know they made it to the Europa Conference League just about, really, really just about, against Maccabi and it took an amazing goal from Beka Beka to score, but there was nothing in the game, uh, to sorry, to win and there was nothing in the game. I'm very disappointed by what Favre's been doing. And maybe he needs a bit of time because, you know, he's a teacher and he's this and that. I don't believe in him whatsoever and, and what needs nice could do with him. However, this was Marseille's best performance since Tudor arrived and Alexis was amazing. Two goals. Nuno Tavares, the Arsenal lonely scored again as well. But Marseille plays with so much intensity. Um, I love the, the pace of their game. I love the lot of the is things. Is Tudor like, winning
0: like, people over a little bit? Yeah,
1: I think he is. But again, I think... And it's not me taking anything away from Tudor and Marseille. But Nice is so bad that I think that's helped them Wait, massively.
0: So did United kind of dodge a bullet with the Nice owner? I'm blanking on his name now. Sergeant like, Radcliffe? No, because Ra- I think
1: he's still waiting to hear from them, by the oh, way. yeah, yeah. Just you as know, a minority, you know, shareholder. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> but I would have never bought five back in, um, making that clear. Uh, I hope for them that things get better, but it's not my cup capacity. Oh, a word on Tudor. Uh, obviously,
0: he... People got he got into it with the fans. He got into it with players. People yeah. didn't like him. He brought in Mauro Camoranesi. Somebody told me the whole story. As yeah, his yeah. assistant, For um, a week. yeah, and then Mauro. Kind of, <laughs> then they nearly get into a fist fight. Yeah, and crazy. Tudor,
1: by the way, is about twice yeah. the size of Camoranesi. but Camoranesi yeah. has that Argentine garra. Exactly. It's, um, pretty wild That's stuff, kind of right? It is. <laughs> Valencia hosts Atletico Madrid on, on Monday night in a few hours, but Gab helped appears to be on its way in the form of Edinson Cavani. How much does he move the needle for Reno Gattuso?
0: If he's fit, if he's happy, scored goals for Uruguay in World Cup qualifying, I think he's thinking about the World Cup as well. Um, But they really have a big Uruguayan striker who's prolific and maxi. Uh, And they have the wonderfully named and very handsome Hugo Duro as well. Um, I would have thought they would have had other priorities, but Cavani's not going to hurt. He's a good pro. If he stays fit, he'll chip in, right? I agree. I agree. Yeah. Meanwhile, Jules, a nightmare start for Sevilla as they lose to
1: Almeria 2-1. Probably going wrong for Julian Lopetegui. I mean, I thought they were terrible in that game. The way they defended on both goals and we've seen... Yeah, you almost think they sold both their centre-backs. Yeah, I know, I know, but you've replaced them and we, when we did a, a video with, with Rodri Fáez after the Champions League draw and we mentioned Sevilla and we said that Monchi, that we wanted to blame Monchi, and he, was, he, was, he blamed Lopetegui more. I blame them both. I think Lopetegui has made some bad decisions so far this season. But Monchi has let him down by recruiting Marcao and Tanguy Kwasi, who I think would be very good. But to replace Kunde and Diego Carlos, I mean, like, come on, (laughs) come on, man. But they bad defensively. They bad offensively. Despite opening oh. the scoring with Oliver great header, but that was a goal like it was a cross for no one really. That Oliver managed to go with the header. So. Wait,
0: you don't think Julian personally went and picked out Tongi Kwasi? You know, you don't. And Marcao,
1: got to No, I, I don't think so. Well, Marko, I'm assuming there's some sort of agent like yeah, there. Yeah, but... I would think so too. But you know. Bayer Leverkusen and our boy Gervaldo Rico. Suave. 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 Win the first game of the season finally away at Mainz, and it appears that hudson Adoy, as we mentioned on, on the last pod, the last show, sorry, is on his way too, Gab. Is that a good deal?
0: I think it's a great deal for Hudson Adoy because obviously he's on the you know in the naughty step or yeah. the, the forgotten step, forgotten um, step. at uh, at Chelsea. Um for Leverkusen, you have another you have another pacey attack-minded w- winger, and you know, with the pieces around him, you can do something
1: if you start playing better. Um, I'd I yeah, you can't play all those attacking wingers and all attacking players, though. You need those people to defend and play well in midfield because they were a be lucky in that game against Mainz as well. Uh, no question about that. But ultimately, though, he's another body
0: in the mix. And sure. he's, you know, obviously he's not going to be their best winger, but he could be their second best winger, right? After Diaby. So, you know, and He's had a weird. Germans for some reason have a thing for Hudson. Adore. Remember when yeah, he was no. so strongly linked to Bayern Munich a few yeah, years ago. Were, yeah. So oh, sure. I I I think it's good. I want to see the uh, guy yeah, relaunch his too, career.
1: Me too. Me too.
0: West Ham went away to Aston Villa thanks to deflected Pablo Fernand's goal. Uh, Jules, the screws
1: are turning on Stevie G. Yeah, I thought that was a, I, I thought that was a poor game. Uh, even if Villa played better in the first half than West Ham, and then. Most changed at halftime, but Stevie didn't do a half time anything. And certainly not even through the second half. Or, or I mean until later. I d I don't know. I'm I'm skeptical about I don't know what Steven Jarr is trying to do here. I thought we saw good things last season, but this season is is very, very average. Not that I think that West Ham are much better, because I still don't think that David Moyes can change the way this team play. And I don't think this is going to work anymore. So yeah. we'll have to see. And speaking of West Ham, Gab, Amazon delivered a new packet. But just Love a new packet. The, packet. the packet. Lucas Paqueta on oh. his way over. Um, Unless he watched that game on Sunday.
0: And he doesn't want to like, no, 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 I want to go back. Um like, you know my thoughts on Paqueta. I know he did well. I know he has his moments. I wouldn't have thought the Premier League is the place for him unless you have a team that's kind of built around him. Yeah. Um, right. And I'm not sure Moyes needs necessarily or wants to build a team around Paqueta. They need creativity, though. They need creativity. They need creativity, yes. It's the, it's the Lanzini hole, as we like to call it, right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, on paper with Rice and Suchek behind Paqueta,
1: that's pretty tasty, right? It a is. bit of Bowen, you know. Some they fight, need to change the way Farnas. they play. I tweeted down at the weekend. You can't play like that with Paqueta because he needs the lot of the ball. And you're right; he needs to be the team play yeah. for him. And if they're not ready to die, and if Moyes doesn't change, it's not going to work. And by the way, it's Kamaka too. Like he's not exactly. a
0: counter-attacking forward. Christopher Nkunku scores early and scores late as Leipzig screws to the first win of the season 2-0 over Wolfsburg. Normal service resuming Jules. Oh, I
1: love watching him play like this. I just think as you know he's so good. I'm such a fan and he carried that team last season, he's carrying this team. And 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 I think this is this is really good. I I cannot wait to see them uh, later through you know through the season. I think there can be something really good there. Atletico Madrid Salvernan Lodi to Nottingham Forest and get Sergio Regulon on loan from Spurs. Gab, did they come out ahead of this one? Have they won this one? It,
0: not even forced I think of, what is he? He's their 37th signing yeah, of the summer. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, Yeah, it's, I mean, they come out ahead because they're getting 30 million back for lot. and you can have Regulon for a season and it's the classic thing where if Regulon does well, yeah. You go to Spurs and you keep him and Spurs say, Oh, we want you to pay this much. And then, you know, for Atletico Madrid you go, right. no, no, we're only giving you this much. And then and most likely sense. with Conte there's gonna say, I don't want him back. I got Perisic. I got you Ryan I've turned Ryan Cessignon into a player in the meantime. I don't need this guy back. So smart yeah, from Atletico Madrid. Um Lodi I think is I, I think he's a good player. I think he was unfairly criticized at times last season. And I think in in, in the back three, I think he can be effective for for Forest. Yeah, maybe. Jules, I was moved by this. Oh. World Cup winner Samuel Umtiti in mm-hmm. tears when he's unveiled in Lecce at the airport.
1: Yeah, when he arrived, all the incredible reception, the fans singing his name. I think because he got so much crap at Barcelona in the last few years and people hating on him because he was either injured or didn't want to leave the club or anything like that, for him to see a bit of love and, and to finally think that he would... Be able to play football. I think it was really good, and I was I was moved as well, like you. I think well, this is a lovely, lovely scene.
0: He, he took that crazy contract extension, so basically, like, was it like the one year, two years he yeah. had left are now spread out forever? But it's going to be a much smaller number. If he plays well for Lecce again, maybe it's it can become a permanent move yeah. there somewhere else. If he proves his, his fitness, uh, and, you do feel bad because he's been very unlucky.
1: Yeah, but I like the way that he, you know he took that that call cool, and that chance to go to Lecce, Promote Italian in Serie A is not going to be easy for him. But let's hope that he has a good season. We really want to see that. Milan continue to pick up young talent. Malik Thio should be confirmed very soon from Schalke. And Aster Franks is on his way from Wolfsburg as well. Yeah, I have That's to... Small signings.
0: I have to confess, uh, I think I, I've seen Malik Thio once with the German under-21s. Yeah. Franks, I saw a little bit ones nineteen in a defensive midfield. They're the young ones and other center backs. Their numbers look good. Shock, obviously, in the second flight last year. Um, I I put this in because I'm highlighting this is Milan's MO now. They it yeah. The, this is this is their policy. This is what mm-hmm. they do. You know, obviously, Giroud aside, it is young players. And you know what? It hasn't been that hard to sell the fans on it if you win. You yeah. know, there was a while at first, like, oh, what are we gonna do with Kalulu? No, yeah, we don't want yeah, Kalulu. We need, you know, give Romagnoli a new deal, blah, 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 go and sign this guy. No, no, no. If you have people who know what they're doing, you know, even if you have as many misses as you have hits, you will come out ahead if you invest in proven young talent. You know, yeah. have some money to spend. So it's not like they're getting these guys on freeze. It's not like they're unearthing gems. They're taking advantage of situations with, you know, contracts where maybe have one or two years left, and they're giving them a big spotlight. I. As a business plan, this works great. Yeah, I agree. Ander Herrera returns home to Athletic Bilbao. Jules, we love these homecomings, and there's no scary bois de
1: boulogne in Bilbao, so it should be okay, yeah. <laughs> it should be okay. Um Piaget wanted to get rid of him. Uh and they did. They found a way somehow with that loan with an option to buy. I mean, now that he was a bad player, It was just not good enough, I think, for what they wanted to do now and even in the past. So good luck to him going back home. I hope it works out well for him. And you're right, nobody belongs, so he won't get his wallet stolen again. By people getting into his car yeah. with no, for no yeah, reason. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Things I didn't expect to be saying, uh, but Harry Wings is close to joining Sampdoria on loan. I've got just one question for you. Why? Why? <laughs>
0: Some so, Doria are pretty terrible, the draw with Juve notwithstanding. I'm assuming he's going to see a lot of... Look, he's going to experience something different. He's going to see a lot of the ball. I, Within the context of Samp, he's not going to be a terrible player. In fact, he's going to be a good player. And I think he'll grow professionally. Um... Yeah. I have no issue with it. And from Spurs, you know, I like, I, I, we know in the past we've always said, like, oh, English players, you know, they don't go abroad. They're so close minded. They'd rather sit on the bed. This guy's going abroad. Yeah, yeah that's, good. Their, that's good. That's good for Harry Wings played for England.
1: And It Did wasn't he, that long ago. Play? Yeah, really? Or was it an England squad? Was an, yeah, nah, he was, no, I was kidding you. He was. Remember,
0: was. remember, your boy Potch, used to call him the oh little Iniesta, no. which is no, weird please, too. Because no.
1: this is hurting my ears. <laughs>
0: all, this so is hurting my ears. <laughs> no, no, I, I can't let Poch. I, I love Potts, but I can't get away with what he called him the little Iniesta when Winx is like four S- inches taller than Iniesta. It's
1: hurting my ears, oh, but. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Paris Saint-Germain's transfer window, not done, Fabian Ruiz right. reportedly on
1: his way, but Kaylor Navas staying put. Are you surprised, Jules? Not by uh, Fabian Ruiz's arrival because he was in the making, it's just taken a long time I think than the club expected and the negotiations were quite tough, considering he only has one year left on his contract at Napoli. More for the Keylor Navas, I, I really thought that he wanted to go, he was happy to go, it's a big club, it's a Champions League club, all of that. He got that injury and maybe that kind of put Napoli off a little bit uh, in in the last two weeks. I I don't know exactly yet the, the inside story of why he might stay or why right now he's looking more like he would be staying because we talked about earlier the united and having two really good keeper. i think navas is too good to be on the bench for the whole season and donnarumma is the number one nine that's not going to change uh, apart from an injury so i don't know i'm uh, yeah i'm a bit surprised by navas not not by fabian reis I, I think
0: meret by the way just from the an napoli angle is a very good goalkeeper yeah. i just uh, luciano spalletti does not think so people in naples think that he's not he's not shouty and commanding enough and they say that you need a big personality especially with Koulibaly gone as a defensive leader. Yeah, Navas obviously bad. gives you that. Yeah. How could it be? Kaylor and Cristiano reunited. And Nicole, can you imagine oh, it? at the Stadio Maradona ah, in the Gulf of Naples under
1: Mount Vesuvius. We want to see that happen. You <laughs> just Liverpool winning 9-0 Gab. How about Ange Postecoglou Celtic? I what do you want me to say about? And I was I was privileged to yes, spend time one with, one with him, and him when he came
0: here. He's one of the good guys. I am not qualified to discuss Dundee United or away. Dundee, whichever one of those two they beat, away. United. I'm sorry, I don't follow. Uh, Dundee United, by the way, before we uh, joke a little bit too much. Respect, European Respect. Cup semi-finalists. Back in the day when the, the day. when they were set up that stuff like this could happen. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think it's a lot of goals. From what I'm told, he's doing a good job. Very good. I'm going to use this little digression to mention that when I was in Istanbul for the draw, I took this ridiculously early morning bus with uh, this guy who's the chief financial officer for Celtic and he was telling me what I kind of already knew that one Champions League game is worth more than what they earn oh uh, sorry is worth nearly as much as what they earn all season long uh in the SPL, in the SPL. Wow. and you just think about the yeah, economics exactly. a little bit and we got to come to some yeah. resolution here. Jules this story is weird sad and filled with legal implications so I'll let you handle the tale mm-hmm of the
1: Pogba family feud. Yeah, Gabi, it's a, it's a really crazy and, and sad story. As you said, on Saturday night, uh, we saw on social media, Matthias Pogba, so one of the the two twins, older brothers of Paul, uh, putting out a video in four languages, in French, Spanish, English, and Italian. Polyglot. Yeah, polyglot. Saying that he was going to make some revelation about Paul, so then people can decide if he was worth of all the admiration and respect and place in the national team, because clearly the revelation would be quite big and and paul would not be the guy that we all think he is that that kind of stuff implication here is that the revelations are going to be negative it's not like he's going to reveal that oh paul's pledge to give his liver to charity or whatever right definitely not there's rafaela pimienta who's pogba's lawyer who's mino rayola's in mino rayola's team before now the main agent uh threat threatened to reveal stuff about her as well and even killing mbappe uh, that was Saturday night. On Sunday morning, we got a statement from Paul Pogba and his mother and Rafaela saying that this is not a surprise because uh, a month ago they went to the police because of a, um, an attempt of extortion towards Paul Pogba, made, they believe, by Matthias Pogba and some of his friends. And turn out there's reports in France saying that some guys with balaclavas and, and weapons. Turn up at Paul Pogba's house in Turin at the Juventus training ground as well to ask Pogba for some money and things like that, and that Pogba recognizes his brother or something. So this is crazy. There's an investigation both in France and in Italy about it, the, about the involvement of the the Pogba brother, Paul himself, and all the repercussions that that can have, and and I guess the police will have to do their job now, but. It's a really, really. He sad just like he needs a hole in the head of this, and it's
0: because it's, it's crazy. I thought they were. I mean, at, at, they were the really Euros close. Stuff, I saw them close. together in March.
1: And and the other brother, Florentin, we don't quite know where he is in this, right? No, because he's not part of the Paul Pogba statement, and clearly was not involved by his twin brother Matthias in the first video. Right. So he's been quiet. We so don't far. know where he, which side no. of the pogrom- exactly, exactly. On. So much for the post COVID effect, Gab. Uh, Premier League spending is approaching $2 billion this transfer window, and we still have a few days left. Yeah, and even more significant, the net spend. I looked at the numbers a couple of days ago.
0: Obviously, we'll have final numbers once everything closes, yeah. but the net spend in the Premier League was over a billion euros, so you know, around about $1.1 uh, billion. Dollars. The net spend combined, combined oh in Liga, La Liga, Serie A, and. Um, uh, and and the Bundesliga was something like 150 million. I that's mean, that's crazy. The the imbalance here is just is just it's just striking, and I think it's a function of of the just of yeah. what a commercial juggernaut yeah. the Premier League is relative to others. And I think also maybe some clubs' willingness to spend and risk and roll the the dice is a little bit higher right now yeah, in England. Jules, that brings us to an end.
1: Already. Oh my but you know
0: God. what? We had so much fun. Back together again. We're yes. gonna be back on Thursday. We've got midweek football, of course, oh, in yes. the Premier League in Serie A. Uh, we've got cup football in Germany, Der Pokal yeah, yes. transfer T- 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 window T- closing in pretty much. And the transfer window, of course, coming to coming no. coming to an end, though. No, that they, will still be open when we do the show, which will be yeah, fun, but still. The few Until then, love the game. Love your neighbor, love yourself.